Hinson Hasty. I am Senior Director of Theological Education Funds Development at the Presbyterian Foundation. This is a ministry of the Committee on Theological Education, of which Catherine has a seat um, as a member, and it's an honor to be here with her today, um, the Reverend Dr. President Catherine Rhodes Henderson. Um, she has uh, troubled the waters and healed the world. That's that's that was your inauguration motto. That's Auburn's part of Auburn's mission. Tagline. Uh, thank you, thank you for who you are, and thanks for being here today. I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. Um, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. Tell us where you are. Well, let's see. Where on the planet am I? I am. Uh, I'm here in New Paltz, New York, which is about an hour and a half north of New York City. Um, in this. Uh, 1860s farmhouse, which is the home of our heart that we've had for about 30 or so years, 30 some years. And we've been here on and off um, a lot during the COVID pandemic. So um, it's been a joy to be here with Chuck, my husband, uh, also a Presbyterian minister and our 13 uh, year old Springer Spaniel, Maisie, short for Amazing Grace. Yeah, I forgot that she was a Springer Spaniel. We have a Cavalier. My Spaniel yes. just in and out. Maybe back. You may <laughs> Spaniels. Hear you may hear some barking. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's it's all it's all fine. Um, well, that's beautiful, and I love uh, I love your library area that you're in there. It sounds like you go up there and read. Maybe. Um. <laughs> I think a lot of reading happens. Um, on screen now, but yes, they're important books that um, remind me who I am and where I've come from. Beautiful. Well, yeah. we want to we want to hear all about that. Um, let, I'll say just a little bit that I know. So, um, Catherine literally grew up uh, in the shadow of uh, a Hebrew scholar, her father, um, and next door to um, a. Was it a rabbi or a Jewish family here in Louisville? Jewish couple, two Jewish yeah. couples. Uh -huh. And I know y'all were like family with each other and um, has been on the road to justice from the civil rights movement with her father, um, right um, into the climate change movement uh, that's happening now and um, the interfaith dialogue. There's so many things. Um, one of my favorite little, it's not a little program, a significant program is the face-to-face, faith-to-faith, um, where you brought people from particularly young, younger folks from uh, troubled parts of the world and, and uh, trained them, brought them together, taught them how to dialogue with one another. And that's what you do. Catherine brings people together. Um, and I'm just so grateful. I don't know if you learned that in your PhD program at Columbia or at Union <laughs> Theological Seminary in New York or in your home, probably all these different places yes. um, that helped help shape and form you. Um, and your undergraduate education was from the College of Worcester in Ohio. The College of Worcester, yeah. of course. <laughs> Worcester, right, exactly. It's a great school in Ohio, not too, a Presbyterian-related school. That's right. Uh, not too terribly far away. Um, I want to ask you, as I asked my guests at the beginning of each show, um, and my dog is interested too, <laughs> is what is the work your soul must have? What is your call? Yeah. Um, 
I think that uh, I would say I'm in transition around the work that my soul must have. And and that's a Katie Cannon question, right? The Reverend Doctor, is that right? Katie Cannon, um, who was my uh, preaching tutor at Union Seminary in New York um, in 1982. Well, no, 1979 um, when I started seminary. So Katie and I um, go a long way back, and then my office at Auburn in New York City, um, I have a big poster of Katie Cannon on my wall, um, and so she is, uh, she continues to be somebody who is an important guide for me. She helped me outline my first sermon. Um, wow, that's amazing. Um, at Peniel, so anyway. Uh, that's it's it's a very good question. So, um, as I transition from the leadership of the presidency of Auburn, I'm trying to exactly listen for the promptings of the spirit in terms of the work my soul must have, um, because the the uh, shape and form um, of my ministry um, will change, um, but. Um, my ministry has always come to me and often unbidden. Um, uh, and so I'm not really too anxious um, about the, the form that it's going to take. And um, I, I got a call. I was on vacation in August and got a call from uh, Jim Forbes, the Reverend Dr. James Forbes, um, uh, and who's a, a dear friend who was actually my preaching professor when Katie was um, was the tutor in that wait, class. Wait, just time out just a second. So <laughs> you had Katie Cannon and Jim Forbes. Yes. That's amazing. It was, it was I mean, amazing. two of the, like, yes, maybe Fabulous. best preachers of the last 100 yeah. years. Absolutely. And uh, anyway, Jim said, um, when I was sort of telling him, I'm not sure exactly, I'll be exploring many things. He goes, well, well, Catherine, why can't God just keep a secret a little moment longer? And so that's beautiful that that eased my soul about uh, needing to know at this moment, the contours, um, because I don't need to know the contours. Um, I think the the corollary to that question, what's the work your soul must have is what is the work that the world needs to be doing? What is the urgent work in the world to which um, we are called or to which I'm called. And so um, it, it turns back, you know, on, on where, um, where the gifts need to go, uh, where, the, where the superpowers, uh, you know, where the particular gifts need to go um, in terms of what the world really needs. And, um, and so the, those are kind of, I'm living in all of those questions. That, I mean, it's a, a great word today. I mean, people are, I mean, everybody, I feel like there's a lot of transition going on for everybody, if, yeah. even if they're staying in a primary call, right. um, how they live that out. And that's great to take, you know, to take notice of what's happening around you. I've, I've heard that from a couple of guests, actually, in different ways. I like the way you say it is, um, is look for that urgent need. Um, yeah. There's where your call, you know, <laughs> there may be a call there to respond. And and I heard you mention superpower. Do you have a superpower that I didn't know about? Well, it's um. I think we all have superpowers. 
Um, and uh, that sort of comes to us naturally at Auburn because we have this group of senior fellows who are, are some of the prophets of our time, like the Reverend Dr. William Barber or Rabbi Sharon Brous in LA and Sister Simone Campbell um, and others, Reverend Dr. Otis Moss III. Um, and so Otis in particular is all about um, superheroes and superpowers and uh, giving people names of, of superheroes. And so um, so it's not a, a kind of hubristic sense of, of, of superpower. It's, it's a humorous, um, but, but based in reality too. So, um, so yes, we all have superpowers and it's important to know what your superpowers are. Um, I, I think one of mine, and it's related to gifts, the gifts of the spirit, you know, the gifts that you've been given. Um, one of my mine is to see patterns and connections um, that may not be so apparent to others. And that often happens um, in how people, this person should be connected to this person. And I think um, as Auburn has become more and more national and less, uh, less regional or New York City focused, we're really a national institution now. Um, it's uh, connecting the people and groups of people and communities all across the country um, who are working to build this multi-faith movement for justice, who are working on, 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 on issues of justice, who um, may not use the word, but are in some ways progressive. And, um, and so that's the world and creating the world where we all belong. And so one of my superpowers is figuring out, you know, who's in that network and who needs to be called in um, and connected to whom and for what, um, for what purpose. So that's that's one of my superpowers. And that's well, one and of the, the things, you know, that I will be thinking about. It's like, right. where did the gifts go that you've been using? And so um, that's what I'm thinking about right now. And I think about the, the Auburn hasn't always had a group of senior fellows, but certainly right. those are, you know, you're essentially amplifying um, those kind of voices and empowering them. I mean, the work that William Barber has done and Otis Moss and, and others, Valerie Core, is she, all, I mean, just yes. amazing. I mean, that uh, was it a Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve sermon? <laughs> Wow. I mean, you know, resurrection may not be about what's in the tomb, but what's in the womb or something yeah. like that. Maybe it's not the darkness of the tomb, but the dark right. womb. And we are waiting to uh, see what's being being born. What's So what's... I think maybe you're in the womb, Catherine. And oh, I can't yeah. wait to see what gets born. <laughs> rebirth. Well, we, 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 yes. I, I, hopefully we're all in the process of rebirth um, you, over, over and over right, again. Right, right. I mean, there's been a lot of light um, for sure, but uh, it's, it's exciting to think about. Um, um, and that's a great, that's also, it's a wonderful superpower. I think about myself as somebody who's a connector. Yeah in some ways like that and it's it's helpful and you know these are things tools people can use in their discernment i think a lot of folks are like you know what is it um that i have to offer 
and, yeah. and this moment and what is it the world needs. So those are, those are super helpful. And your consistent work for justice um, and with courage, um, the ethical spectacles, I've heard you call them, um, that Auburn has helped create through social media or, or live events. Um, and that seems also consistent with the 200 plus year history of Auburn Seminary, right. you know, from Auburn, New York with Tiffany Windows, mm -hmm. you know, to New York City now and right. what was the God Box Riverside Drive where you're, 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 not, you're not traditional ATS accredited school, you're helping really develop leaders and empower them and give them tools, you're doing media training, you're doing um, you're helping them with social media tools now. I mean, you, you've really um, taken that long-term sort of progressive, I'll say it, progressive mission. I mean, right. Auburn was new school, not old school, right? Um, back, uh, back in Theologically new school. And, you know, when Auburn turned 200 several years ago, um, we were founded, you know, in 1818. So, um, in the in the kind of intersection, um, you know, Seneca Falls, the place of the um, birth of the women's movement, the abolitionist movement around slavery. Um, so all of those all of those things. But you know, I think as with other institutions, we we in this moment have to tell a truer history. And so there's the there all of the contradictory. Um, the contradictions that we live with in our in our inst, in all institutions, but our, certainly old ones. I mean, Auburn Seminary was founded on you know land stolen from Iroquois peoples. That's true of Auburn, New York, um, and that needs to be told. Our foundation of the seminary building originally was built was was dug by um, local prisoners from the neighboring prison. You know who labored, of course, without, of course, without pay. Um, you know, I early in my presidency and before that at Auburn, you know, talked about, I, I picked up the language from the history books, you know, that uh, Auburn Seminary was found, it was a wild and godless region at the beginning. You know, I said those words without irony. And of course, you know, that's the way the history books, but that was not true. There were, there were people there, there was ritual, there was, there was all sorts of life before Auburn, New York and all of that. The, uh, on the positive side, um, we were, we trained women and um, people of color early on. Um, Harriet Tubman ended up down, living down the road with her. Wow. Um, there was one of the faculty homes on Auburn Seminary's campus was a site on the Underground Railroad. Um, so, you know, these contradictory forces, um, both theological and um, cultural and practical, have, have always been at play. And so, you know, I think for all of us, this telling a truer history um, is really important before you can imagine a, a, a more just future. Well, I have to say, um, your faith and moral courage um, is clear when you tell stories like that um, and the history that you've done there that are not in all the history books, um, Catherine. It's, it, I'm grateful. It reminds me of your inauguration uh, coming. I remember how different it was where we kind of traveled around town. And one of the places we went, 
um, for a forum. I can't exactly remember the topic, but I'm not sure it mattered. We were at Bloomberg yes, and I had never been in the building. We did a tour, you know, Bloomberg news is the mission was really around transparency in the financial markets. That's and right. so they literally, I remember having walking through and they have all glass or plexiglass even into the president's office, you know, you can see everything, transparency. I feel like that's been true of you, that's true of you as a person of Auburn Seminary. There's a transparency. There's nothing hidden, no hidden agenda here. Um, but we're, we, we, we need each other. We're not in this alone. Yes. Um, that feels like that's important for when you show up for, for justice uh, and for what God is calling toward is is to be authentic and transparent and and you've got to do some you got to do some uh, um, some some work getting underneath the boards which I think you've been doing at your house actually right <laughs> I think yeah I mean I think before I go to the house story but um, transparency I mean it's a I think we're all practicing um, we're not getting it perfect. certainly not I, not Auburn. Um, I think that relationship is really important to us um, and prioritizing relationship over transaction. Um, And so that would be, and and trying to be a trusted partner um, who's who, sh- who shares um, and doesn't always claim claim too much. I mean, that would be our aspiration. Um, so the transparency, yes, um, I've been thinking a lot about what, the, on, or on the theme, what lies beneath um, and um, and what needs to be uncovered. So it's, it's practical and theological. The practical is that we undertook a a major um this was this was sort of a house that we came to periodically before the pandemic but um we had a particular squirrel issue in the kitchen walls and so um so we did we undertook a major we decided why not add complexity to the pandemic and just do a major kitchen renovation and so a kitchen and mudroom and um a deck so yes um as the demolition began. Um, Jeff, the builder, let out a big scream because the squirrel that was living behind the wall, and there were there were more than one, but jumped out at him. <laughs> um, literally, that morning as they began the demolition, um, uh, there were... Watch out when you start doing this work, things may jump <laughs> out at you. That's important. Right. And um, there's a lot of stone here in upstate New York, um, which is very, snakes are very fond of this area as well, so stone. So um, we've had some interesting experiences with um, snakes who like to use stone in the house for molting purposes. Um, So anyway, but we have a beautiful, (laughs) as the story goes now, um, we have a beautiful um, kitchen. And um, you asked um, earlier, I think before we began, you know, where the um, making connections happen. How did I learn to make connections? Right, right, yeah. right, right. I would actually say it was at my parents' table, dining room table in Louisville, Kentucky, where, um, so it's related to the kitchen. That's where I'm going. Um, uh, the importance of bringing people, often it was missionaries. Um, we had particular friends who were in Tehran um, 
in Iran as missionaries, but bringing that, that group of people together, um, bringing our Jewish neighbors um, to the table, sharing food, um, students certainly at Louisville Seminary. And, um, and so that's a lot of where, you know, I learned what it means to, to bring people together across lines of difference. Um, Letty Russell, I can't remember which book it was household of freedom or round table, um, round, is it round? What is, uh, partnership in the round? What was, the, what was the book? But she talks about kitchen table ethics. Yes. Uh, when you yes. said that, it made me think like, this is where we, and, yes. and I've heard Katie Cannon also the Reverend Dr. Katie Geneva Cannon. I heard her talk about how much with her mother and in their home happened. Mm -hmm. happens at the kitchen table and you know in our own experience how how, how important that is um, right it's the sacred it's a sacred place it's a sacred yes it can it certainly can be a sacred place and um, and that is you know that's that's a lot of what um, is and the ancestors are present at the table as well um, not just the communion table but but our tables um, as, as we pull to get together. Right. The theological piece, getting back to the what lies beneath, um, you know, I think a lot about um, um, our colleague um, at Auburn, uh, Adrian Marie Brown, who is an author and activist and wrote this amazing book, Emergent Strategy, about um, the life of movements um, and uh, a smaller book, We Will Not Cancel Us, which I think is a very important book to read. Um, but she says, uh, things are not getting worse. They're being uncovered. We must hold each other tight as we continue to pull back the veil. Um, and I think that, you know, that resonates a lot for me with this uncovering that we actually did in our kitchen. You know, you don't know what what lies beneath until you start the demolition. And I think that that is a lot of what this pandemic time, the time of multiple pandemics that we've been in um, around racial justice, around climate change and the environment um, and around this um, brilliant virus um, that has destroyed so much. Um, but a lot is being revealed and um, we have to um, figure out how to hold each other tight as we continue this uncovering because as was true with our kitchen is also true in our culture um, once you start uncovering things you cannot go back um, there is no what some people imagined was normal and so you know I think it's a time of um, some have called it a time of great turning or an axial age when the contours of the future are very inchoate and unclear, um, so it's it's a it's a very um, it's a very a time full of possibility and also precarity. Well, I want to. Yes, I sir. hope I hope we'll lean in on the possibility, um, and uh -huh. but I realize it's precarious as well. I mean, it's it's a it's a tipping point kind of movement, but you made me hopeful. You, I don't know why you made me think about Genesis, about chaos to order. I mean, God is, God is present Brood, in chaos. Bro, chaos. God I is mean, brooding over the 
the deep and the, the right. Deep. I mean, and, and also, I mean, I mean, you you're so keen on the prophets of old, uh, but also the prophets of now, right. you know, who are usually showing up <laughs> to say something because it's getting a little chaotic, you know, for one reason or another. Um, yep. To help us, you know, turn us toward or flip yep. us around or, you know, um, toward um, where that. God is calling us. Yes. And we need that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, and it's important. I mean, some people are suffering so much greater than others. This is right. a, this is the suffering is is disproportionate. Um, it's, it's been an equalizer in some ways, but. Um, when you get when you talk about economic inequality, when you talk about racial um, uh, inequality, uh, you know there 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 is disproportionate suffering, and has mm. been true for a very long time. So, well, and speaking some of, of us have been awake and attuned, right, longer than others. But I think, but there, I, I mean, yeah. I think we're uncovering there too around, you know, we didn't get it done in the civil rights movement, racial. I mean, no. it's not like racism went away. I mean, there are more layers that needed to be peeled. I mean, here in Louisville, you know, clearly, but around the, you know, with Breonna Taylor and, and others, I mean, yes. Um, but it's, um, it sounds like too, a place to show up is to listen to those prophetic, find and listen to those prophetic voices. And they may, they may be in your neighborhood or in your city or they may not be. They may not be people, you know, that's right. right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, exactly. I mean, I think that um, trying to listen for the who, who who are you not listening to? Whose voices are you missing? Who's you know, it is it's um, um, looking at the voices on the margins and those that are unheard. Um, so prophets are not the, the prophetic voice is not necessarily in the people in the pulpits or at the front of a room or whatever. It's um, the voices on the ground. And so, during uh, this um, pandemic, we have a 15 year old daughter, I think, you know, and we're trying to find shows that we can all watch together. And early on, I hope you've watched it. It's called um, a, Sh a Chef's Life. Do you know this? No. This is a, oh, Catherine. Okay. You're going to love me. <laughs> all right. Good. So it's on PBS. It's on, you know, all the streaming, everything, but originally PBS. So Kinston, you know where that is in Eastern North Carolina. You have family okay. from Pender County. Okay. I know. So Kinston, you know, was very much a tobacco town. It is now a foodie town because of Vivian Howard, who, by the way, I didn't even think about this, came to New York oh. and met her husband. Okay. who I think is from the city and they, okay. they did some things in New York. Then they went back and started a restaurant now too. I think there's a few now, um, in, in North Carolina. Um, and the, she says she's done a cookbook, everything, you know, discovering the South one ingredient at a time. Yeah. And it was great cause there'd be an issue on strawberries or then Brussels sprouts. And then my daughter's like Brussels sprouts. I've never had Brussels sprouts. She makes now the great Brussels sprouts, <laughs> you know, because she was willing to go out of her, where I'm going is she was willing to go out of her comfort zone, yeah. you know, and try something, try something new. And, and, you know, it's back at our kitchen table there. I mean, where it's, where it actually, you know, um, it has happened. And, um, but, uh, 
there's, there's practices like that, I feel like, where people are willing to take some risk, where you can learn. You know, you don't have to jump right out into the protest line if you're not ready. You know, just start practicing getting uncomfortable or practicing listening to somebody you haven't listened sure. to. Well, I think, right? I mean, there's obviously a canon of new um, reading that everybody needs to be doing. So, um you know, and, and I'm sure you, you could put out, <laughs> uh, we could put out. Be, I mean, there's a, a syllabus, reading. right? A syllabus. A syllabus. I would say go to the Auburn se Seminary, well, auburnseminary.org website. Yes, that's, that's fine. And, the, and, and we, could, we, could develop a, we could develop a reading list. Well, maybe that, that's, that should be a project. That could be, you know, that could be your most next most faithful step there, Catherine. Could be, well, it could be, it could be, absolutely. Um, and because I think there is there is just a lot of work to do. And then my mother, who, you know, in her 90s, um, who died about five years ago, um, I mean, she was she was wonder and she grew up, obviously, in the racially segregated South. I mean, that was a rough part of the world near Wilmington. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even in the 90s, she couldn't figure out why we weren't out marching in the streets. Wow. So marching has a place. Um, Amen. And, um, and, you know, there, there are many ways of protesting and, right. and ways of doing work locally. So, so I don't discount, uh, people need to be on a continuum of learning, but also not just reading and learning and talking, but acting. Um, right. So voting an action giving money is an action right um, organizing is an action sure. and we need the to merchants the merchants you buy from right is an economic yes economic mm -hmm. um yes i mean we do have ways of contributing and acting and and we have un, an untapped potential we have this network of congregations right. um we have this multi-faith network as i started with across the talk, talking about across the country of of like-minded people that we can uh connect with who are trying to build this world where all belong amen well i wore my dove tie for you it's the the dove of the olive branch because i know uh y'all need to look it up if you haven't seen the the arc uh, on the truck bed during the climate change march that Auburn recommended with animal crackers. You know, I, I think you're the dove of peace uh, uh, that's got promise for the future. And I, I'm just so grateful for you. You you spending your time uh, on today's show is, is a real gift. Um, and I'm honored, honored by that. I know you're a fellow sailor, so I, I, I pray that the winds will continue uh, to be strong and the wind of the spirit is clearly strong and you know you know how to sail she's a great sailor friends. <laughs> she knows how to sail um and yes. maybe you can set us sailing uh all of us uh and send us and charge us uh in a moment Catherine. let me invite folks to come back in two weeks okay. just before you before you before you do that let me just in two weeks we have uh, Mihi Kim Court and Andy Court, they're co-pastors in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, they transitioned during the pandemic as pastors. We'll be talking about that. So we'll stay on the transition theme. And then um, October 8th, we're going to have a little fun. 
Uh, another show, if you haven't seen it, Catherine, Ted Lasso. Uh, we'll be oh, doing the gospel according to Ted Lasso, and that is with the pastor um, of Myers Park Presbyterian, Joe Clifford, um, is going to be with us. Um, so, but please send us. Okay, great. So I'm going to um, end um, end this with um, a wonderful poem by Rumi, um, Muslim poet, um, and this is called The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Amen. Thank you, so, Catherine. Yes, yeah, um, great to be with you, Lee, and with, yes. with our listeners and, and uh, our fellow travelers, our sister travelers on the journey. It's, it's good we're not alone. We're not alone. <laughs> Peace, everyone. Bye. Bye.